it's Alex here, and welcome back to The Witter, the podcast that explores beauty and wellness through people's stories. I'm super happy to be uploading again. It's been a little while since I uploaded my last episode, and I think that as with every season in life, there are sometimes lulls in creative energy and time that can be afforded to passion projects. I think that often in today's world, especially with a lot of the content that's, um, that's aimed at us, we feel a pressure to be consistently and constantly productive. And we often have a hard time in disconnecting and we feel guilty in not being productive. And sometimes you need to take a little break and I think you need to learn how to be unproductive. And that can be difficult when you you have 60 million ideas in your head and you also want to pursue your passion projects. So I think to anyone out there who um, is actively working on or considering launching something creative or launching something for themselves, you know, it doesn't have to be creative. You could want to launch... <laughs> Uh, an accounting company, good for you, (laughs) definitely not my jam, but hey, there you go. Don't feel guilty about not having the energy to pursue everything on full throttle all of the time, you know? Um, I think that sometimes we take a step back and find the energy to come back and take five steps forward with even more force but it sometimes takes that little break of reflection before coming back even stronger. So on that pseudo philosophical note um, I will leave you in the able and uh, manicured hands of Victoire who is a friend of mine here in Paris who I had the pleasure of interviewing last year and who will speak to us a little bit about her beauty inspirations, about how she views self-care. And so I hope you enjoy listening. Go on. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, my name is Victoire. I'm 26. Just turned 26, actually. Um, I work as a digital consultant. And I was in school with Alexandra. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was born here. I'm 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 from Paris. Yeah. And and I I studied in England for a while. And I think that's probably something that has had a big impact on me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So um so today we're going to talk a little bit about beauty. And I wanted to talk to you because I remember the very first day that we met at Sciences Po. You had winged eyeliner and you were like super well made up. And I was like, damn, this girl knows her stuff. And then I discovered that you'd studied in England. And I was like, wait, what? That doesn't make sense. So I want to talk a little bit about that later. But the question that I usually um, start with is um, one about your earliest beauty memory. Or if there's someone in your family that introduced you to beauty. Um, yeah, definitely, um, my mom has had the biggest, in, the biggest influence, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'd have, like, a real, like, proper memory about it, but I think 
there's someone so I mean something that I always remember is um the times where I could see her like you know putting makeup on usually in the living room mm-hmm. um with like one in like a mirror in one hand and just uh, her eyeliner um pen on the in the other and then like trying to like hold the mirror and doing her her eyes like this as well and I remember always thinking like how could she do this like she has like so much dexterity or something like <laughs> I have no idea and how you, she can hold the mirror and and she was always trying to ex- explain to me you know if you put something on your eyelids you don't put something on your lips and like always trying to teach me the kind of makeup rules okay. that um, French people try to uh, abide to I think and um, she's definitely had the biggest influence, I think. So she was always quite glamorous then. In yeah, case. yeah, yeah, and she she still is. I mean, um, I think she's always had a like lots of French people like trying to you know have have a good uh, relationship to it, but not trying not to make too too much trying not to put too much effort in it, or mm. at least trying to act like it's, it was like effortless. Yeah, and natural. But you saw the effort that went into it. That I could see the, the effort behind, you know, behind yeah. the, the behind the, the, the scenes. So that it was always really interesting to see as a kid. And um, trying to hope that one day I'd be able to do the same and be able to hold my mirror in the same way as her. <laughs> so, yeah. And how old were you when you started? I mean, how old were you when you would see your mom doing that or when you started to put makeup on yourself? Uh, I think I've always seen her doing it. But I think... I remember well, the first time I put makeup on was something like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, like the proper makeup, you know, like the one that, you know, like um, uh, eyeliner and that kind of stuff. Obviously, yeah. as a kid, you play with makeup, you know, and in uh, like toys, uh, that you know, like makeup kits and stuff like that. But yeah. that wasn't proper makeup. I think the first, the first time that I really put effort in it, you know, doing it before going to school and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I was something like 13. So, and what did you used to do? Uh, just uh, eyeliner. I think I've always had a love love relationship for with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom used to say that because I have um, really light brown eyes. It would always make them pop out. So it was like she was always saying this to me, and I think that's something that's that literally has stuck ever since. So. And as you grew up, I mean, did you always wear makeup when you went to school? Was beauty something that you placed a lot of emphasis on? Or? Yeah, uh, I think I, I always did it mm-hmm. um, and I, I still do. I mean, I, I, I don't like going out of my house without having at least some something that, you know, uh, makes me a bit more alive because mm-hmm. I have a very light skin as well. Yeah. And um, I think as a, as a younger uh, girl, I used to, I mean, it was kind of a way to um express myself as well yeah and uh probably to like help build on my conf like you know confidence as well mm-hmm. and um i used to you know there are some people around me that you know their parents who used to tell them oh you're too young to put makeup on and my mom was the same but you know eyeliner she was like it's okay it's not too you know it's not too much so that's fine you can mm-hmm. go out of the house like that but yeah, I've, I've always, I've, I think I've always done it and I, I still do like, and I know that it's something that people usually say is like, you have your always like the red lips is always yeah. perfect and it's like something that is kind of um, signature, I think. Yeah. Um, really is a signature. I mean, it's quite a classic look. Um, and I would say as well as before we started recording, um, I noticed that you wear less today than you used to. 
I remember that when you came from, uh, when you started your master's degree, um, you were like always like experimenting with different like yeah. looks and colors and stuff. So is that something that you picked up on in England when yeah, you were studying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. What would you say the differences are? I mean, when when I before going to England, it was kind of um, you know just um, foundation and maybe some blush and just the red lips were always there. But mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't something that I wouldn't put too much effort into it. And I think when I arrived in England, especially in northern England, yeah. Um, um, it was Lancaster, no? Yeah, it was Lancaster. Yeah. Uh, people were like, I think I discovered a completely different uh, relationship to makeup. I mean, um, you know, even like hair colors and stuff like that. And I think yeah. it's not a cliche. Like it is, it is like this people, you know, girls like putting makeup on and there's not, there's no real, people don't necessarily look down on it. You know, like whereas here in France, if you don't put, too, if you put too much effort into it, people sometimes like kind of don't really like it or they can judge you for it mm. and I think in England it was like a moment where I did realize that you can just express yourself through this as well not th- not only through fashion yeah and I think it really kind of changed my relationship to it so I was trying new styles mm-hmm. um obviously trying to stay you know like classic because I couldn't completely change from one day to another mm-hmm. but yeah, it definitely changed my relationship to it and I think when I came back from four years there from four years spent there um for a few months like it was still something that I was you know really into like you know trying to uh, to do changes um of style changes all the time and uh and I think um I think nice come back kind of come back to normal yeah um and also because to be honest like I'm um I think now I I, I put more effort in um, more money as well in like you know serums and creams and things yeah. that are nicer to your skin anyways mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, still put as much as I can in in red lipsticks because that's what I like. Yeah. But the rest I try to put less. And to be honest, I don't have that much time to do it either anymore. Yeah. So I just try to go straight to the basics and straight to the straight to the point for this as well. Tell me a little bit about skincare because you mentioned that as your spending power has gone up, you've invested more in that. So. How's that evolved over the last couple of years for you? Um, I used to, I, I used to never put cream on, for example. I would straight like put really? foundation on my face and like. Oh my god, no! And I know it's really bad, but I, because I, it, it never like there was never like big you know spots or anything. So I thought, mm. okay, that's fine. Maybe my skin is you know different than the others. Yeah. And um, and then I changed that, and then I I really took like um, I I actually went to do a. I went to do a, have a spa day, mm-hmm. and um, when was this? It was two years ago. It was like a gift offered by one of my, by my boss when I left, basically. And I went to Caudalie, the the, the French uh, spa, the one down yeah, the, okay. the one down my yeah, house. Yeah. And the girl really explained. She was like, "Oh, did you put, what did you put uh, today in terms of makeup?" And I said, "Oh, foundation." But she was like, "You didn't put any cream or any serums or anything on it." And mm. I was like, "No." She was like, "You do know that you should, right?" Because I mean. If if you have to change to choose between from like m- makeup and and creams, it's better for your skin to put creams on. Yeah. So she was like, you to be honest, like you really need to change that. I mean, when you were fifteen, that's fine, but when you're past twenty five, that's something that you need to start thinking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I changed, and I literally bought the entire <laughs> um, the entire shop. Everything that she basically put on me that day, I bought it. And, yeah. Um, and I could literally see like so much uh, improvement in two weeks, 
and ever since like I you know I it's um, a lotion first and then it's a serum and then it's a it's a cream and then you know if I have time I put the rest on but I think it's better now to have like a, a skincare routine yeah that I never used to have and I and I didn't take time for it and I think it's also because I didn't necessarily have um, um, you know the the buying um, um, power for it before and mm. I could I can spend a bit more now into it than before so I put more, um, you know, I, I focus more on this than on buying just, you know, cheap makeup when this, the kind of thing that people do when they're 15 because they don't mm. necessarily have the other, any other option. Yeah. So, yeah. Would you say that um, for you, the price difference or having a luxury brand is something that's important or? Yeah. And I, I mean, it's not just the brand itself. I think it's now more about the what's it's uh what the product is composed of okay by. and um especially like now I'm, i look more at the the kind of list of ingredients that they are in it because mm -hmm. i i know that some of them things now are like you know it's it's really uh people are more aware of what are in their products yeah and i think that um, it wasn't the same when we were younger yeah no it's definitely and, and to be honest like even if you go to like you know, normal beauty shops now, they are more likely to tell you what is in it mm. and not hide it from you anymore. And I don't necessarily want to buy stuff that's just not going to be good for me. Yeah. So I'd rather put more money into it mm -hmm. than before where I could be like, all right, I'll just buy an, an eye pencil for five five euros because whatever. But now I'm like, no, I if I can, I try to, to switch to something different. Maybe it's like, because we've internalized some kind of guilt, um... But, you know, the guilt about where it's coming from, what yeah. it's, you know, made of, etc. But so I, thought, I think it's just because it's better for us anyways. So, so when you look at ingredients lists, what are you looking for? I try and I, I, I really want something that is as natural as possible. Mm. Um, obviously, like, it's not it's not always easy to find. Yeah. And uh, it's not always... Um, um, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, you want, you're used to a brand and you want to use it anyway. So, yeah. it's, you know, it, it happens that I keep buying stuff that I should probably not buy anymore. Yeah. But I try to, like, make the switch. And when you say natural, is that for you sustainability? Is that ingredients? It's more ingredients, but I don't, um, at least for now, but obviously it's it's not, you know, if, if it's natural, but it's not sustainable somehow, it shouldn't be disconnected. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't necessarily go for sustainable either. Like I know sometimes I don't. Yeah. And I'm and I'm probably not the not doing the right thing. Yeah. But you know I try like you know I I didn't even care about that kind of stuff two years ago and now I'm like you know trying to. Change what do you this think made well. you like more aware of it? I think the fact that it's to people keep talking about it all the time yeah. and um, you know you you always. Um, you always see these messages everywhere and um and people and also like i think um i talk about about this with my um my sister-in-law because she's a she she's really into makeup as well and then she he really has the best advice for that kind of things like she can tell you which, what kind of product is good for you or not mm -hmm. so um, she's actually of really good advice for you know buying new products and knowing what to buy and um and yeah so I, I ask her quite a lot of questions and I think I have more and more friends who are 
who are actually interested in this as well. Yeah. So it's good, you know, like you, it's like the power of recommendation, really. Yeah. So, definitely. yeah. What are some of the things that you've been recommended by friends that are now staples in your routine? In terms of beauty routine? Yeah, or um, anything. Well, the serum, really, to be honest. Like the one, obviously, the, the woman at the beauty shop uh, mm -hmm. told me to buy it, but I was like, maybe it's just a marketing, uh, you know. So, but then, and I, some other friends were like, no, not really. Like, if there's one thing that you should have, it's this. And, um, and yeah, so this is the one, this is really the one that I've really included in my routine. And I, and when I'm, when I run out of it, I like usually, <laughs> last time I asked my boyfriend to go buy it for me because like, <laughs> I really need to buy it, but like he always closes before I come back from work. So please go buy it for me. Which one is it? Um, the Caudalie Serum for me. So like I literally sent him all the list and then he <laughs> went to buy it for me and he was like, this is what she wants. Please give it to me. <laughs> Bravo. But, uh, <laughs> Talking about makeup, I mean, obviously, putting on makeup and um, creams is kind of a ritual, I think. Um, so is there anything else that, any other aspect of self-care routine or anything like that that you do just to make yourself feel good? Um, yeah, I mean, it's something, well, today is not a good example for me because <laughs> my nail polish is bad, but... Uh, it's putting nail nail polish on, and mm -hmm. I think it it also comes back to uh, a ritual that I had with my mother. Like she's always like, she was always like, your hands is the first thing that people see, so they have yeah. to be perfect. So her hands are always always like uh, perfect, and she would um, she would always tear me off if mine were not, and um, and then she would like go to the um, to the to the beauty shop with me and buy, uh, you know, nail, new nail polishes and stuff to mm. make sure that I had, like, pretty hands. And now I have, like, I when I always do it, I, f I feel like it's always, like, you know, taking me time, but it's also a, um, remembering really good memories I had uh, yeah. with her and, like, you know, these days where she would take me there to get my nails done and, like, she was the one that, was, that introduced this to me when I was something like 11. Mm-hmm. Because I would bite my nails then. And then mm. she was like, all right, let's go to uh, make them, you know, get them done once. So you can see that if you don't bite, bite them, it could be really nice. And yeah. it could make you feel good. So I always try to do this as well. And um, when I don't have a bathtub anymore, but when I had one, it would always just like, you know, take a warm bath and then just enjoy it. And like read a book or something like that. I can't do this in my shower, but yeah, <laughs> when I have one, I do that as well. And in terms of, like, health and that kind of thing, do you have a more holistic approach to kind of well-being? And... Um, well, I think I try... Um, I, I have to remind myself that it's not just, um, you know, external. It's actually internal, too. And sometimes I feel like I get... I get too caught up with like with work and life in general that I forget that it's important to work on yourself as well. And I'm I'm someone that can get really anxious and and can get um, really into things in general. So if, yeah. if like stress um, is too much, it gets very overwhelming for me, and I I easily forget that I need to take care of myself first. Yeah, that work it shouldn't be a work or studying should it shouldn't be a, a my top one priority you know and uh I, I i find myself uh sometimes getting too caught up so then i need to remember that i need to take time for myself yeah 
to you know to do some you know some exercise or like um cook better food as well um not eat whatever i can find that kind of stuff and um and i think um it's better like i have a better relationship to this now that i used to have when i was younger yeah and sometimes i i i just try to to remind myself that you know even if it's not you know the best that for for one whatever reason if i'm not at my best for you know one day i try to remind myself that it's so much better than it used to be you know five or six years ago yeah so it's really about i think taking time to yourself or sometimes i just need to go exercise just because i need to like relax relax and and just you know not think of anything else yeah and uh or like i i bake something or i make food for people and 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 i think that's something that makes me happy as well because it takes my mind out of things yeah so if you were having, say, if you were having a really stressful week, what would be like your ideal way to unwind? Um, I like baking when I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I like um, it would just be to go out like of my house in general, like just walk around somewhere and um, having coffee somewhere with my friends or my boyfriend, or just like try to not stay in the, in my in not necessarily stay in my house, just because I need to. It's like something where I feel like I need to escape somehow. So mm-hmm. if I'm really stressed out, like I don't necessarily want to stay in the same place because it makes me uh, even more anxious. So I just try to like go out and um, try to just release some tension somehow. And um, yeah, it's usually just walk around, um, even to go to, to some places where I've been like thousands of times because yeah. I'm, I'm from here. So, I mean, I know this, you know, this city, you know, but um I try to just go somewhere somewhere outside usually, or or just um, bake something, really. I'm quite curious. It's a bit of an odd one, but you know how obviously when you were growing up and you saw your mum putting makeup on. I know you have a brother. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the fact that it's always women that grow up with this sort of expectation of beautifying ourselves and always being presentable in public and the fact that men don't well i mean i don't think that they have that same pressure and that men don't Mm, do their nails they don't yeah i i i do agree that they don't have the same kind of pressure in us but for having spoken about it with my brother and a lot of other male friends i think they have huge uh, pressure as well that on you know, of another type but you know even for guys you know, not being too skinny not being too fat either going to the gym uh, mm-hmm. you know um being you know sporty or whatever like i think there is a there is a pressure on on them as well and uh, sometimes that is being overlooked mm-hmm. because we're too used of um, you know, it's it's not a question that they get asked, you know, it's like how you feel about it. Do you feel like you're being pressured about going to the gym? Like, so we don't ask them these questions, but I have friends that keep that say as well. Like, I mean, for us, it's pressure too. Like, you know, if, if we're too skinny, girls don't think yeah. it's, you know, attractive. Or if, if we're too small, like there's, you know, I had a friend, he used to say that he was not really tall, you know, like he was, uh, I mean, he was, he wasn't, short either like he was 170 meters that's like normal i mean that's just normal yeah um but apparently it's a bit short for a boy and he used to say that it's been a huge um uh, challenge for him because he couldn't 
you know, even to choose his girlfriend, he couldn't just go for like tall girls because every time girls would be like, no, you're too tall. Like, and he would like, you know, for you girls, if you're not happy with your face or or some a detail on your face, mm-hmm. you can hide it with makeup. Yeah. I can hide my height, for example. Yeah. And like, so he was like, you know, it's it's a different kind of pressure on us. And uh, and I don't think it's fair that we always overlook it. Over- mm-hmm. And um, my brother was always like, you know, if we don't, where if you know guys sometimes if if they don't work out people are like a bit judgy of them and like you know if you're good when you go to the gym it's like it it's like a show of guys trying to like act really tough and stuff and Mm -hmm. he's like yeah i don't like he was like that's why i don't like going to the gym i'd rather just you know do you know uh, cycling outside yeah because he would like i I don't like that kind of pressure you know in, in people just like trying to lift weights and stuff like that and he was like i don't like it i think for for women it's just different but they do have their kind of pressure as well. And, um, and, and yeah. And what do you think about aging and how that pressure can evolve, as, especially as women get older? Well, I think women have a tougher time when it comes to aging than boys. And, and uh, like in the workplace, for example, I think um, w- women are more, uh, more likely to be seen as, you know, kind of, um, re- I mean, how could you say that? They're not ready to go, but like, they're like, you know, if you're over 50, it's like, why are you still here? Why are you not taking care of your kids at home? Whereas for men, I feel like the the older they get, mm. the more people feel like they are experienced and like yeah. full of, uh, you know, wise advice. And then, then they, could, they could, you know, get promoted or whatever. And I think women don't have that. And there's loads of, there are loads of areas where you can see this, you know, happening in, for example, uh, in, in, uh, in in acting and you know you always have uh, women actors telling you that um, the older they get the rarest the rarer it is um the harder it is for them to actually get a good part yeah whereas for men it's not the same and um there, so i think there are lots of areas where women unfortunately don't have the same relationship to aging mm. and they are always reminded that when they get old, it's really bad. So they have to, you know, hide it, um, you know, with more makeup or with um, um, surgery or... Whereas men don't have that, I think. Yeah. Or not as much, or at least it's not as ostentatory as that's for women. Do you think that you would be open to Botox and to any kind of other surgery as you... I mean, why not? But I think the point is not really to to focus on the kind of surgery that you want to do but more the reason why you want to do it mm-hmm. if it's just an escape from like a biggest you know deeper issue like you know self-confidence or whatever then that's another that's another thing because it shouldn't be like the solution to every problem and it can't be the solution to every problem and um if you try to change everything um I feel like at the end you kind of lose a part of yourself somehow because it means that you're not happy with something and I think surgery shouldn't be the like the the response like it's not it, it can't be it, it, it's mm. it means that you need to work on something you know even if you have to talk about it with someone or if you have to I don't know find your way to to deal with it yeah talk it through, dry it, draw it, uh, paint it, I don't know, find something that makes you 
makes you talk about it in a, in a way that makes you feel comfortable. Mm. But at least try to find a way to deal with it. Because I don't think that changing every detail of your external appearance is gonna... It's gonna, uh, you know, um, help you deal with it, like, deeply and, uh, and thoroughly. So you're talking a little bit about self-confidence. So how do you... What's your self-confidence? How do you source that within yourself? Uh, that's like a really hard question um <laughs> well what what is it that when you're doing it you think oh I feel so confident in myself I think I think like everyone you don't necessarily feel 100% self-confident um, about yourself um I, I I'm not necessarily a, a very confident person um like at least that's um Maybe not what you know what what it looks like from outside. It's not, but, no, it's not. <laughs> um, but I'm not. I'm I'm really shy when I don't know people, and and I'm really like secretive as well. And um, and um, I know that, for example, putting like red lips on my face makes me feel more confident. It mm -hmm. makes me feel like it's a sign to the world that today, like I'm I'm ready to like you know fight the world if I have to, and like I can go to work and be ready to do my my job and. Mm -hmm. And um, and I know that's something that people are always really impressed with. So then they can be like, all right, that makes me feel confident, you know. Mm -hmm. um, the it's like when I, you know, when I, I, I in activities in, of my life in general, when I can make some something to for someone and it makes them happy in general, that makes me feel confident. Yeah. When I go to a presentation and then you know I, I make my my boss proud or make my parents proud after studying for a long time, that kind of stuff makes me feel confident. But mm -hmm. um, it's not 100% of the time, you know. Like sometimes I I I kind of beat myself up with. Uh, not having done enough workout, not having eaten the right food, that kind of stuff. But I think that's the same for everyone. Yeah. It's just the that it's just that sometimes people need to remind themselves that it could be so much worse. And um and I think I used to be someone that was uh, really bad at taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And um and I've tried for the past few years to not do it anymore. But it's just it's just a, you know like a constant work on yourself to remind you to like to you know remind yourself that it's okay sometimes not to do the perfect thing and it's yeah. okay sometimes to you know make uh, mistakes and that's the kind of thing that I need to remind myself pretty often with sounds like you're quite tough on yourself all yeah. the time <laughs> yeah so I'll wrap up um usually the last question that I ask people is when do you feel your best? Um, I guess you've kind of answered that <laughs> already. Um, but is there anything when you... What is your the thing that makes you feel the best about yourself? I used to think that it was um, when I, I used to sing on a stage. And... Ah. and uh, and I, I, it used to be the moment where I would feel the most myself. Yeah. And um, so I, I used to do lots of um, singing in like musicals and stuff like that. And uh, and 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 the other day I, I found myself recording a, a video of me singing, and 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 I was like, this is the moment where I felt, you know, the best. Yeah. And um, I used to it used to be this, but. Um, 
I mean, now I feel like there are way there are many situations where it could be like this, and uh, it's, it's basically when I can share something is very personal with other people, and because um, it's really hard for me to be to do that. So when I manage to, to me, it's like, all right, you're confident now. Like, I mean, if you feel close enough for the to the person to be able to share that kind of moment with them, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a good sign, and it's a, a sign that you should be. Hello again, it's me. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Victoire. You can follow her on Instagram at Vic Melchiori. I'll be putting her handle in the description box below. So I hope to see you back here soon for our next episode. And as always, in the meantime, take care.